Hey homegoers, welcome to another episode of Homegoing. On this episode, I have my good friend Marianne Mandy, who I'm going to introduce in a bit. But just to give you a bit of the gist of what we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about gratitude and embracing gratitude in our adulting life, especially in the current times we live in. So Marianne is my second guest on the podcast, and she's a friend I've known for several years. I'd like to say we're childhood friends since we went to to this shady ass boarding school and we got through it (laughs) (laughs) so mandy before i call her mandy so before we get into the nitty-gritty i'm just gonna um allow you to introduce yourself and what i like to ask every guest that comes on my podcast is what they wanted to be when they were younger and whether they're doing that now nice i like that question You'll find this funny, Charmaine. <laughs> I wanted to be a star. That was it. I just yeah. I wanted to be a superstar mm-hmm. when I was younger. And I was so obsessed with Disney and all. Mm-hmm. And just that's of that idea of just being an actress slash musician. Mm-hmm. That was that my, my actual favorite show was Victoria's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I loved Hannah Montana. And <laughs> I just, for some reason, I, I loved all those Disney movies. Yeah. Was Cheetah Girls a Disney movie? It was, yeah. I was going to say, Amigas, yeah. Cheetahs, Friends. Oh, my life. God. That's like, that's my, that, my childhood was, that, those are my dreams. Yeah. As an adult, I'm not acting. Yeah. But I am a singer and a songwriter. And, and I'm not famous yet. Oh, I'm going to link her Spotify below somewhere. <laughs> But we hope it gets there because I really, it's my childhood dream. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be happy when 10 years from now you're famous and I'm going to be like, at least I know one famous person. Shamin, what was yours? I wanted to, okay, it's crazy. When I was younger, I wanted to be, when I was really, really young, like six years old, I wanted to be a journalist because I used to sit down and watch people like Catherine Casavulli on KTN and I was like, oh my God, I want to be her. And then... Hey. Yeah, and I used to annoy my family. I used to go to the, to the living room. You know how you have the table, the little table in the living room? And I mm-hmm. sit there with all these newspapers and I'm reading word for word what the newspapers is and I'm having them turn off the TV. So they used to be so annoyed at me for doing that. And then <laughs> I used to write these songs. I started writing songs because I used to go for piano lessons and I started writing songs. I remember you used to do piano lessons, actually. Yeah. yeah. And then I'd write these songs and then Charlene, my sister, should always be... I'm just saying my sister, because of course you know Charlene, but the people who are listening probably don't yeah. know her. And yeah. I'd write these songs, and Charlene found my songbook one day, and mm-hmm. she was dying. She was like, this song was <laughs> so silly. Like, this, she was trashing all my songs. So I stopped writing. But you know what's funny? Years later, she, like, a couple of years back when we were moving houses, she found my songbook. And she was mm-hmm. like, damn, I can't believe I laughed at you. Imagine if we had noticed that this was actually a talent. Maybe you'd be, like you know, uh, some ghostwriter somewhere. Not even ghostwriter, yeah. actually, because that's not really yeah. a real term, but, like, just a songwriter. hmm Yeah, so that was me. And then now I'm like, I want to be an actress, so now I want to... That's where I'm at now. So now, I, instead of... Because I can't get on TV, what I like to do in my free time is write screenplays, so that's what I'm doing now. Wow. Yeah, yeah a lot of things. Clearly not what I'm working in, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Far apart from what you're working in, but I'm so shocked because I never knew that... I never knew. I, I I'd never, I'd never imagined that, Shamin. I thought you wanted to say 
something like I don't know why something professional no I was thinking like ballerina or something (laughs) just because you of the way you used to dress yeah like dressing (laughs) yeah you just you had a very like adorable Cinderella kind of like (laughs) those are those days oh my god (laughs) (laughs) so I'm like she's dying to be dancing on the ice I wish. <laughs> I, I really wish. As Jesus. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. But okay. Yeah. That's shocking. It's interesting, uh-huh. right? No. But, Mandy, I always knew you were going to become a songwriter singer or something of the sort because in high school, you used to lead this group. Mandy used to lead this choir. We had, in, in our trash high school that we went to, the highlight of my high school was Sundays when it's Mandy. We used to have uh, service, Sunday service. And Mandy was in charge of like this group of girls how how many were they 20 something we were just anyone could join so yeah. the numbers would go up and down <laughs> Wendy was like literally choir master she was like okay you want to do this wow Shamane <laughs> Shamane you you keep you keep bringing up this story all the time to everyone no, because it's true it, that was the highlight of my you know how people say the highlight of the body school life is probably like maybe I don't know eating the food or just having friends mine was just okay listening to this group sing on sunday that was the highlight for me yeah uh, this is that is i'm so shocked that that was the highlight of your sunday yeah because it it was i think i got to a point in high school mm-hmm. and i had this discussion with my mom mm-hmm. i mean we didn't directly use these words cuz <laughs> let me if there's one thing my mom w- w- wants you to do is be educated okay sit yes. there and study but I was just I was sick of it yep. I was over it I was oh, sometime in my second year of high school I was just like mom I'm I'm stupid <laughs> <laughs> can you just can you just allow me to be can you not get mad at me if I don't if I don't pass if I don't give it my all <laughs> Oh of which it wasn't like I was like the, the bat of the class or like failing no. or anything like that. It's just when you come from a family of academics, high performing academics. Yeah. And then I was it's very notice noticeable when you're the odd one when you're the odd one out. Yeah. When you're not because everyone expects you to peak to reach those goals. Yeah. To, beat them and I was just always the odd one even I wouldn't be the top of my class like all my other my other siblings were always the top of that class I, I wouldn't be that person yeah but it wasn't that bad and in high school I just I just loved I just loved music and I was like I just at a young age I made the decision mm-hmm. that I'm going to solely focus on music music and that's focus on what makes you happy that's a one life tip i can give you and in you sh- you know shamane how hard it was in that school yeah that's, that's cool. the only thing that gave gave me joy to yeah. write music to arrange music mm-hmm. to to be so young and to put people together and to organize them to create something so magical i'm, I'm so happy you, you're saying that it it made you 
you know yeah it, it was a highlight like that makes but you need to stop telling people i was a choir master <laughs> <laughs> honestly but i think that's what everyone who even people who didn't interact with you that much in high school if you were it was to meet someone and i'm like oh you know mandy and they'd be like who and i'd be like you know that girl and if i i probably say mandy you don't remember her in this form they'd probably be like no but if i say oh the one who used to lead the, the sunday choir thing oh yeah yeah i remember her that would i think that's what people would remember you for first of all whoever you asked and they said who is is pretending okay <laughs> that gets me that actually gets me <laughs> because what do you mean who people what want do to you be mean brand new who? mandy people want to be brand new <laughs> people want to act brand new but i see them i see them i see you on instagram lacking i see you on Facebook. i see you on twitter lacking what do you mean who <laughs> oh god <laughs> And I think that's cool set up the foundation for like how we view life now like in yes. adults because I feel like that's cool there were a lot of rules that they had that they had us following that we look back at now and we're like what was the purpose of that rule like the running on the pavements like all these rules of like you, it's like as if time was running out I felt like that school was constantly drumming it into our heads that time was running out or like we're chasing something so much greater than ourselves that we have to be on a hundred yes. all the time and i look back at that and i'm like we were kids we didn't even get to be kids yeah yes yeah i'm so thank you for bringing that up that has actually really shaped our um, perception of it my perception of adulthood mm-hmm. that foundation was made in high school and our high school for people are listening i know most of our listeners would probably be you know high school but, but um our high school was quite toxic. That was yeah. very, very toxic, very um, colonial style mm-hmm. of um, just the institution was based off, was created on colonial ways. Yeah. I, just, I do not know how to, a better way to Like obey the master type of thing and the masters of the teachers. So anything yes. that goes, yes. don't obey, then the punishment will be so bad. There's something that you've said about, like, we used to, uh, the mode of, it was like military operation. Yeah. Kind of. Like, there was no walking in that school. If you came to that school and you found people walking, then probably a teacher somewhere died or something. I don't know, because we were running all the time. Yeah. So the mode of of movement was, officially, the mode of movement was running. Mm -hmm. You are required to run every single place that you're going. Like, if you wake up, you leave your bed, you run to class. You <laughs> you run to breakfast. Like can you, you run? You finish your you run to class. You finish studying. You there's a one hour like it's called a morning prep mm. where you're just in class just studying, and then when when you finish that you run to breakfast. Yeah. Run when you finish your breakfast. You run from the dining hall back to class. Yeah, and then you're in class studying for many hours. You run out of the class to for break. Yeah, run, just everywhere I was just running. And the idea was, I think, the idea for, with the heads, whoever, mm-hmm. the principals or whoever were in charge of the school was to save time. But what to, time were we really saving if we're waking? What, what race against time was that? Because 
remember we used to wake up at what four five what time did the matron used to wake us up you know shamin actually we, this is so funny and so sad you transferred yeah i let i transferred you transferred and it was we when you were there we used to wake up at five yeah but when you left the school it was changed to four so we had to be in class by 4 30 when you left the school we had to be in oh, class goodness. by 4 30 so this means we were probably we were awake at like 3 30 yeah because you want to shower and dress up and, and dress you want to shower and dress up and 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 and, and remember even the bathroom you're going there to fight for space to shower yeah, because which was like a communal style of of showering. Yeah, and you just pick up bucket of cold water. Yeah, in, in case anyone is mistaken, <laughs> thinking that it's it's. And you know the funny thing, this was a private school, so yeah. they had no reason to. They could to have suffer easy, like that. We yeah, they could have easily invested in hot showers. Um, with all the school fees we were paying, yes, they could have. Yeah, they could have invested in hot showers. They could have invested in um, top hot water taps, all of that, because we were paying a big amount of, just yeah. a big chunk of, just quite expensive. Uh, but I think they really, they had this idea in their heads, whoever who designed this plan <laughs> was that be, the students need to suffer to prepare them for something in the future i don't know what 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 it was but it i don't know can you you can it was say how that shaped your adulthood I, I mean, how do you perceive for me it's like okay if that was the because i'd like to also believe that, that they think that they were doing that to help us navigate adulthood like when i was there the whole time i'd ask myself why are we running why am i getting punished for like not i remember a time i can never forget this memory and i remember selling you samson and Charlene one time on the call and i was saying how they we did a a math test mm-hmm. and I'm I've never been good at math today I can't count to save my life I still use my calculator to do s- simple math mm-hmm. so in high school you can re- you can remember we used to have all these formulas and all these and I didn't understand anything but also mm-hmm. I realized that the mode of teaching was so if three of the smartest people in the class got it the rest of y'all are stupid and we don't care whether you get it or not that was how they used to teach us yeah so yeah if I'm a slower learner in certain subjects I you just get constantly left behind and for me that was math for me and so I did this exam and I got zero and I remember getting punished for it and getting almost even beaten. And I'm like, that's the day I went home and I was like, I need to transfer. I need to get out of the school. And and I when I'm looking back and I'm thinking in that moment when I was in that school and all this was happening, I was thinking, OK, maybe life really is this hard. Maybe when I get out there as an adult, I'm going to have to like run for all the, the goals I need in my life. Because I, yeah. I, I, I used to ask myself, why are we running? Why are we like constantly against? I mean, constantly in this race against time. Yeah, I thought maybe that's how life is, and then yeah. I get to an, my adulting phase, and I'm just like, "Look, I'm chilling. You know, like I don't run anywhere today. You can't pay me to run anywhere. Like, do you feel like it affected? Is there something in particular that you feel like it's it has negatively that situation has negatively impacted your adulthood? Yeah, I feel like I feel like I I I was. I feel like that school curbed my talent. I feel like I had the talent of writing and expressing myself in writing. And I feel I was I was a bit more on the creative. I was leaning towards the creative as opposed to the educational. And I feel like that school took that away completely. Like, completely. How do you feel about the chase running towards time? How do you think that has, has affected you now? Okay, so how it's affected me now? I can talk about, okay, now I don't... 
I think also when you go through like a trauma, because that's a that's, that's trauma from high school. We've, we've it's trauma. A lot of trauma. people actually that I've spoken to that we still speak to, everyone re- recollects it as trauma. Yeah, not one single trauma. person has been happy or speaks mm-hmm. highly of it. So that's something the institution needs to. And that tells you something at. about that school, yeah, because yeah. everyone has the same lived experience. It's, it's trauma school. to me. I had to to get. Therapy. I had to get therapy, and I'm yeah. still getting therapy for that. Yeah, because what was I mean? Because so you're constantly ch- chasing, or you're in this. You've been taught that's what you're supposed to be doing, and then for for me, how that's affected how I view life now is I re- remember. I can always remember this memory. I went into, I finished high school. Of course, I transferred or whatever. That mean that what you experienced less leaves as soon as you leave the environment it's still it's still you still carry it on and so I went to uni and I remember my first time in uni and I was like okay I got into this uni I'm smart like you go into it thinking that you know what you're doing and then I remember vividly like wanting to ask my lecturer a question and the way I approached her the way I emailed her and she called me to the side and said this is she said I, she put me aside and she said to me you know you don't have to I'm I'm not like a, an authority figure like that. You could just talk. I think I came to her with such like all hail lecturer of criminal law. May I please ask you this question? Because that's what you were, t- you were taught to like. Uh, you can't question authority. <laughs> <laughs> so she called me out on it. She says, why, you know, almost licking my feet and I'm, I'm yeah. here to serve you, you know. Yeah. You don't have to come to me like this. Yeah, absolutely. I, how the time chasing thing. Mm, how did it affect you? It affect it. I developed anxiety from it. Mm. So what happened is after I left high school, because for four years I was constantly running for people who are listening. <laughs> if someone is not understanding when we're talking about running, it's like physical running. running. Like you had, if, if you were caught walking somewhere, you, you're in trouble, like you could be expelled or it's it's a big deal. Mm -hmm. So for for running and chasing, always being being in a hurry to do things for four years and leaving this place and going into uni, I I developed anxiety. I'd just be sitting in places. Mm -hmm. And this is me as an adult, no responsibility. Mm -hmm. Um, Apart from my my uni, in uni you have like, four classes a week yeah okay so this is, <laughs> this is different this is like different life i'm on my own time but i remember being so anxious about what's next mm. what's the next level okay i'm done with this task show me the next thing and even, yeah. not, just even being able to just sit down and, and just rest. embrace and rest and embrace whatever Wait. is happening that i was just i'm always ready for a long time i've just started wearing off Mm. the past few years just always being ready to do something yeah to do something and, and go on to the next thing mm-hmm. until I realized in therapy later that this is effects of that actually this is it's it's that pouring into my life I'm constantly anxious agitated yeah. when I'm just sitting doing nothing or yeah. when I'm um when in situations where I have the right to relax yeah you're not even guilty doing I'm feeling really guilty in situations where, and then just created this unhealthy uptightness, mm. a very unhealthy uptightness where I have to do right. 
I have to be in line. I can't, I can't cross. The, the law to me is black and white. So yes. I think you know who I am, Shamin, and you know my personality. I'm such yes. an activist. Yeah. So that in itself is, it hinders my activism mm-hmm. because for the first years after that, after leaving that place, I can't, it, I'm unable to even fight for or even contribu- contribute in conversations of, on human rights Yeah, because I'm comparing to, well, what does the law say? Or mm-hmm. even sometimes when the law could be unfairly <laughs> marked, you know? Yeah. Because all, I'm ta- all I've been taught is to follow the rules. The rules and, those are, and not question. And mm-hmm. that's how that affected my adulting. That's how that affected my adulting. So that's very interesting. I like that you've like brought that up. No, about- yeah, because th- we had this the same like high school experience, and yeah, and anyone else who we've talked to, it's funny. Like as now as you reconnect with people, and they, it's funny that we all have the same rhetoric. We're all like on the same page as to the fact that yes, that was just not how our school should have been run at all. Mm-hmm. And we, yes. it, the the perceived benefits they thought that they were going to give us by running it that way are not we can't see those we can't see the results for that so yes what is the point yeah however just like um growing up and just adulthood thing and i'm i'm almost approaching the third floor yeah and (laughs) it's just for me it's i've learned to embrace gratitude because now from that just developed i just developed this nasty <laughs> just outlook on life and yeah just the, the impatience that's what i'm talking about the impatience of what next can i get more mm. can i use this the ceiling and it's it's quite toxic i actually just have this thing where i can't stand to lose i can't you can't i swear Shaman, you can't play a video game with me if i lose <laughs> like that's the end of everyone's day because I'm, I'm moody like i want You're to keep trying user. yeah i want to keep trying because that's it's, that's how this how this thing negatively impacted me yeah it's brought this like nasty competition in me in ways that i don't that are not healthy why do i need i don't need to win in every thing i just need to focus on what's important to me mm. so in embracing gratitude in my adulting in my adulting, I've done, I've done the work to undo all those negative things that happen, all those negative impacts of that school, of that place. Yeah. We're just gonna call it hell. It's <laughs> that really was hell, though. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I like that you said that you, you did the work to like undo what had happened. I first of all like congrats to you because I definitely have not been to therapy for this particular issue. I've been in therapy for other issues. And I think because yeah. I worked so hard to, you know how as a trauma response you could block out something that happened to you. And then mm-hmm. you only realize that it's affecting you when as you go as you go do your day-to-day activities or how you start to reason things out. You mm-hmm. realize that now even you you're starting to think like you're in the military, like you're a military person in that school. Yeah, it's like like now you're like, wait, did I just become what I didn't want to? What I hated so much is what you're starting to become. Yeah. And yeah, you know, the whole running and trying to beat time. 
it I can remember vividly there's a time I used to I cannot lie to you man I used to wake up at the time I used to faithfully wake up at 5 a.m. for no reason I remember so oh I'm telling God. for no reason <laughs> I actually, you know what? I can. If anyone is listening to this podcast, this girl, you, what? You're unemployed. Yeah. You have nowhere to be. Your parents are spoiling you for field, and you're up at five. And you're waking up at five. What are you going to do? What are you chasing? Oh my god! And what was like, that? You think I don't know? I think I used to just believe that. Oh, I'm up at five, so uh, my day again. That toxic way of like thinking that because now you maybe if you called me that day and told me ah maybe if i asked you monday what how was your day how did your day start you tell me oh i just woke up and it's midday i'd be like i'd be that girl like side eyeing you giving you the, the what you woke up at 12 how late look at this lazy pig 12 <laughs> you actually used to be and you, do you know how how I, I i paid back and i say this to people and people just give me the side eye is for me all of you know all my friends know mm-hmm. is I, I will sleep yeah, I will, if, if there's Mandy one sleep till two p.m. If she has to, if there's one thing Marianne is going to do is sleep. <laughs> Listen, I'm a, I'm a I'm a songwriter. <laughs> I'm a I'm a singer. I don't need to. I will do. I will work according to my pace. Mm-hmm. No one will rush me. No one will do anything. If I cre- I I'm the one who's going to create deadlines for myself. I'm yeah. the one who's going to set my own ceilings. I will wake up when I need. When I need to do important things, I do I do wake up, but I won't wake up early for no reason. That's yeah. one thing. That's one thing for sure. And I'm always the preacher of giving. I, I say this a lot on my Instagram and people get so mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> people are constantly arguing. I have this thing about, I say, I, I'm looking for the nicest way to say it. Mm. When you're employed in companies that are not working, you're in, the place where you're working has nothing tied to your dream. Like everyone has like these dreams and visions and and stuff you want. So my advice to people is usually to give their employer the bare minimum. Yeah. The absolute bare minimum because these rich institutions, they they don't care about you. If you die, your post will be announced tomorrow. Yeah. Or on the same day. Yeah. We've seen that happening. Yeah. Or, if you quit, if you quit, they'll replace you on the spot, yeah. on the spot. I mean, like they don't, they don't care. So why give them everything? I always say like, if I can be, and I'm a full-time singer songwriter. So mm-hmm. if I can be in a place where people in an office space and I'm being paid well, I'd do the bare minimum and I'd use the company Wi-Fi to build my website. Like sure. Sure. <laughs> I take advantage of their resources. <laughs> literally and i to be i give everyone that That's advice nice. yeah. that advice and i mean don't sell your soul for nothing i'm not don't break your back don't mm-hmm. if someone do your job the way you're supposed to do it that's one thing for sure like that's kind that's basic kindness if someone is paying you to do a job then do it and then do it you yeah. do your job what you shouldn't do is break your back to build this other person's dream because that's what employment is. Employment is you posing your dreams to build someone else's dream. Yeah. But those kind of takes like yours, like what you say, you go on IG and you say, if you post, if you were to like put the black screen and type out something like this, this, this is what people get canceled for nowadays. Like this is like, Oh, cancel. 
It's yeah, people will say I'm trying. I'm saying like I'm not. I'm not preaching laziness. You wake up and and I. We need to pay bills. Mm-hmm. We need to pay bills. We we need to buy. We need to pay pay for rent. We need to look nice. We need to buy ourselves nice things. Take ourselves out, go on vacation. So mm-hmm. do the shit. Yeah. But you can't really like you can't pose your dream for someone else's dream. And these are those nasty Monday to Friday shifts. You're playing with me. I could be on my shift recording episodes on my podcast. Yeah. If I've, if I'm, if I've done what (laughs) what you need to do, (laughs) if I've done what I need to do for my employer and I've done it to the best of my ability, I'm not going to go around asking for extra. Are they going to pay more for that extra work? No, no. So it's time to choose. Life is too short for me to leave for someone else. I mean, that's just my attitude. And with what we went through in that high school, (laughs) I'm not wasted. That was like four years. We wasted. That's four. That's so much time you can't get back. And you know what, Shemaine? Every single person who moves with the mentality that I'm talking about, every single those are the same people who are racking millions in YouTube, mm. are racking millions on Instagram because we are to spend their time. Yeah. Talking of sp- chasing time. Mm-hmm. It's like, time is money. And I just, I don't know a better <laughs> way to, to just, time is money and I'm not going to give someone else, I'm not going to invest it, my, to invest my time in someone else unless they're paying me to do it. Yeah. Even so, I'll give them exactly what they paid for and okay. nothing more than that. Yeah, I also, I, I definitely, you know, 100%, I agree with you on that because, girl, you, you could break your, I'm telling you, there's, you hear all sorts of stories of like, even now with the way how we had COVID, people get COVID, you're still sick. And we see this on Twitter, people sharing screenshots of emails they got from their employers and you're, you're literally emailing them to let them know, hey, I've been admitted or hey, I'm actually down really bad with COVID. And the, your employer is writing back not even to check on you or see what, how you're doing, but to ask you when they should expect you to be back. And you know, <laughs> it's like, hello, I'm about to die. <laughs> yeah, but but when will you return to work? Yeah. Though? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I I see that I I know. every time you've seen it. Every time I say these things. I get I, people argue with me. I'm yeah. like, enjoy then, enjoy your fun, fantastic yeah. life, <laughs> enjoy your fantastic age to five or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I, I've never been that passionate for someone. The flip side of the coin is that I think as an unsigned artist, I'm also an employer in many ways mm-hmm. because I pay people to mix and master my music. Mm-hmm. I pay people to do my artwork. I pay people to do my music videos. Mm-hmm. I pay people to ma- design a PR plan for me. Yeah. I pay people to do my makeup. If I'm, I have a sheet ready, or I have. So um, the, I've seen the flip of it is that even, I'm not, I'm not the most perfect human. Sometimes the people who are working on my songs, yeah. <laughs> producing because i'm paying them to do a job remember i'm unsigned there's no label doing this i have to chase them so someone would come and send me a text saying well i'm not i'm not unwell i'm not feeling well but in my head 
these are man eat man study mm-hmm. in my head i'm thinking about those goals i have so ricky ricky is everyone knows ricky yeah your so, is, is my producer yeah. ricky is one of the producers i work with so if Ricky comes and says, sorry, Maria, I didn't finish the song because mm-hmm. I've, I've been unwell or I've just been stressed. Yeah. To be honest, I, I feel sorry. I'm like, oh my God, Ricky, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> but deep down, I'm just like, I, the urge to ask him. When are you going to get back to me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when do you think is, when do you think you're going to get well? That urge is just there. It's just there. It's because his sickness, is a hindrance to my dreams, yeah. to my goal. And <laughs> <laughs> it sounds it sounds nasty, but that's how it is. And me being on that end where I know that, it's, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm, I didn't even start thinking about it until I did some classes on like music business, and then starting to understand that I'm actually a business, like I'm op- operating as a brand in a business that people can pay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. are my employees like when i started thinking about that and and i came to understand the other flip side of employers and their mindset and that's why i have no pity for them when i use the company wi-fi to build my other website because mm-hmm. <laughs> how, how the brain is they they just want to reach their goals and make more money mm-hmm. and you're nothing but labor you're just your labor to them they've just invested in labor they just want the work done so just do the work and that's it that's it and you won't have any issues and you won't have any issues if you do the work just any other spare time you have invest in yourself yeah that's one of us i'm gonna put up there <laughs> so do you think that's the key to to living a life of gratitude like doing what you have to do but also making sure you have enough because we all need to live, eat, sleep, a place to sleep. We need to get by in life. But that may not necessarily bring you joy because it may not be your dream. Do you think then that's the key to life, making sure you create space and time to... Um, I like to nurture, you ask that. To nurture your your real talents, your real interests. So first of all, I, 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 I like that you've asked that. I, I always say someone who says that there's a key to life or liar first of all big (laughs) red flag don't buy that book they're lying um because we are all guessing we are all figuring it out Mm -hmm. no one has no one has resurrected and and is doing this a second time like Mm -hmm. they're like listen i lived my other life and this is how you do it now Mm -hmm. no there's there's no single we we just get to do it once Mm -hmm. um I wouldn't say it's the key to life, but I think it starts with knowing what your purpose is and then just focusing on that. Mm-hmm. Every other thing is a is a dist- every other thing is is irrelevant. It's a distraction. For what do we usually say as as Christians? There's something we say as Christians, like believers. Um what? It's something about finding your purpose like knowing what your commission what you've been commissioned to do mm-hmm. and focusing on that without being like that it's really it's literally that easy and i i know that whatever i'm supposed to do 
has something to do with my music. With the tools are already in you. Yeah. You've already yeah. you already have everything you need. Where, wherever you could be in the deep ghetto, you could be living in the streets. It sounds so stupid, but you have everything you need in you. If I lost everything right now, if I lost my house, my studio, mm-hmm. my just everything, my clothes, what do I like? Everything I like, if I yeah. lost them. What's the one thing that I have left? My voice. Your voice. I'll go to the streets and mm-hmm. sing for money. I'll just use, that's how I'm trying to exaggerate. You have every tool you need. But there's people who might be, they don't, um, because I think for you it's easy, or for anyone else who's listening, it's easy to 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 sit there and be like, well, this, duh, I know my purpose. Like, it's so, it's obvious. I, mm-hmm. I know my purpose. But it's mm-hmm. people who, I think because your purpose is tied into a, a talent that can, it's, it's, it's not even that. I'm, I've given, that I've used singing as an example, but. It's also like my mind, my thoughts, my ideas. Like you mm-hmm. have ideas in your head that you haven't tapped into. Like how did you decide to do this podcast? Yeah. You know, for example, like it's mm-hmm. something so random, but it's something that had been in your mind for long, for years. Yeah. And then you just started to do exact is this a coincidence? No, it isn't. It's just sorry, I cut you off the way you No, asking. no, no. I was I was I was I was I, I don't think you cut me off. I was just like agreeing with what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, but it's, 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 I, I do get that. I've just given an example with a singing, but everyone knows what they're, they, it's deep. You already have everything you need, Charmaine, inside you. It's like in your head, in your mind, your ideas, your thoughts, mm-hmm. your plans, your visions, the things you fantasize about. And it's mm. just a simple, I like that you said. When, mm. The things you fantasize about, like, you don't have those fantasies by mistake. Mm-hmm. You're not crazy. You haven't, you don't have the seed for those ideas for, to torment you. They're not there to torment you, you know. <laughs> They're there to, because some people get like, they fantasize to have nice things mm-hmm. to live a certain lifestyle. You know what, by the way, if actually you constantly have fantasies of living a certain lifestyle and you feel like where you are is not enough. Then that's true. Believe that. True believe that first of all because it's not coming to your head for no reason that's even your mind that's you your mind knowing that you're not living to your fullest potential and that there's something that you need to be doing that you're not you're actually not doing and you're ignoring it and it's it's gonna it's going to keep coming to your head you'll be in your mid-30s thinking i need to i thinking why did i not start that youtube channel true it's, it's going to keep bugging you. Every single time you see someone doing a TikTok, a TikTok dance, you'd be like, why did I not make my TikTok account? Yeah. <laughs> it's, gonna, it's, it's one of those things. So that's what I mean. Like everything you need is within you and it's going to keep pestering you. It's going to keep pestering you. It's like, it could be, it could be writing. Mm. Sometimes you're like, you just need to sit down, open your laptop and start, start writing. Who needs a laptop? Take your phone, mm-hmm. go on your notes app, and just st- when you're on the bus, when you're on the train, when you're wherever, just write. It's so easy to publish a book these days. Yeah, so many self-publishing, and you don't know how people are making are cashing in on those books these days, like like crazy. We'll buy, we'll but we'll have a good book, 
And you know what's interesting about books? You don't even have to be famous. That's <laughs> true. Just need a good like clickbait title with nice art. We like good looking things, and people just do it. And I can't. I don't know a better way to exaggerate to exaggerate this and to say like you have yeah. everything you need, and that's where it starts. That's where gratitude starts. Focusing on what you have yeah. let's focus on what you have and doing what you can with what you have yes yes taking us back to how we started off by saying okay we had this horrible high school experience mm-hmm. and we always i notice whenever we sit down we we always talk about it from, or mostly we talk about it from the angle of like, oh, I can't believe we went through this. It was so bad. Oh, the school, these people, this all I went through, whatever. Are there things that you're grateful for in that in that in those four years? No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I'm not, and I don't know about you, but I'll, I'll go fast. Mm-hmm. I just, I think it's very important to know what you should be grateful for and what you should be ungrateful for. Mm. Uh, it's it's not your portion to suffer. So when, when people yeah. come and, and preach gratitude to you and say, just be thankful with whatever you have or, or whatnot. Listen, if my government is doing a shit job with the drainage, and the traffic and, mm-hmm. and causing we are living in a sewage. Like, do you understand? Yeah. I'm not going to be grateful because they fix the education system. No, your job is, this is also part of your job. Can you fix the damn drain? I, yeah. I can't be thankful for something that's harming me. I'm, I, I'm under no obligation to be thankful for yeah. that, mm-hmm. to just sit, set, be settled, be appreciative of, the bare minimum that's not what gratitude is about and i think there's a lot of like there's a lot of misinformation where people spread being grateful to people i mean people who are suffering people who are dying the people who live in wars you know yeah all they know is is the sounds of bullets and and bombs and all and you're just you're telling them to be great for what yeah for what what if if you're in that situation would you be thankful what's there to be to be thankful for and the, and you know what's so manipulative someone mm-hmm. would be like just be just be thankful you're alive <laughs> so, <laughs> that's what they might manipulate you're like you know what it's so sorry that you're 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 getting bombed and your people are dying but you know what just you just be you're lucky to be alive anyway <laughs> you know that's I, I i mean no those people are under no obligation to be thankful for mm-hmm. for that. That's it. They're getting the shortest end of the stick. They're getting the the bare minimum, and in the in the pyramid of of needs, mm-hmm. they're not even. See at the bottom of the pyramid. Yeah. If people know the hierarchy of needs. I I hope like if you just read it because this can be a whole other episode. Focus <laughs> <laughs> episode at the bottom of the pyramid. So there's a hierarchy of needs. Let me just go through it. There's a hierarchy of needs, and at the bottom of the pyramid is basic needs. So that's where people um, 
start. Yeah. We should actually have started with this, Charmaine, because yeah, the, this is actually important for, for gratitude. Mm-hmm. So at the bottom of the pyramid is like basic need, basic needs, and the top of the pyramid is is it self-fulfillment, like just satisfied, like you're satisfied mm-hmm. with all these things, life and everything. And there are people who don't even have those basic needs. That's true. Now, how is that person supposed to be? Grateful. Grateful. So they're grateful to just breathe. <laughs> to just breathe. It's 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 an unfair ask. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be the I wouldn't be the one preaching to them. I wouldn't be the one selling that book to them. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be the one having that conversation to them. I, I'd want, I don't it shouldn't have come, it shouldn't be a conversation to have with them it's the only conversation such people need is how are we going to change this they just need solutions yeah to get out of the situation and that's period so to answer your question do i think we should be grateful for what happened no because i mean me and you we've come out i hope you have do you feel like you've come out of this strong strong well, come out of what uh the situation, the high school situation. Do you think you came up? You've, you're now strong. That's that's. A, I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay, okay, okay. I don't think so. I don't feel strong about that situation. I feel like then I'm going to push. I feel like me and you are very aware right now that that was not a good situation. Yeah, yeah. That was toxic, and the people in our social circles that we've interacted with, and, and they are, they agree with us. They, they recognize that that is trauma. That is toxic. Mm-hmm. But how many people, Shamin, went through what we went through? You mean in the grand scheme of things, like other people who and, don't know? Yeah, and they don't, they don't, they don't even know that how they are living today as adults is tied into that. Is but, tied to that, and it's and it's toxic and it's unhealthy. But you see, and the, they still the haven't people, recognized. So the people we were saying, the time you were talking to me, and you remember how you were saying that you made a very good correlation. You were saying. We're like this. We're able to sit here and label that experience as what it was and know that it was not an experience that anyone should have to go through because we're self-aware, because we've done the work, because we are people who thrive on compartmentalizing and knowing what things are and labeling things as they should be. There's someone else who... and, And maybe that comes from a place of being a privileged being in the sense that because we had... um your parents supporting you and just being there for you until you're able to stand on your own two feet, that allows you some sort of mind space to internalize what you've been through in life and unpack because your mind is not thinking about what your next meal is going to be because your parents have taken care of that. So you have time to think about your emotions and all these kind of things. Now, someone who doesn't have that privilege is, is probably on the government loan to go to university. Then the government loan gets defunded or they're not able to get their loan early enough and they have to go and clean shoes somewhere to get money yeah. or whatever. They're not able to sit down and start thinking about, oh, my experience in high school was one, two, three, and that is why I look at things like this, and that is why I'm okay with police beating people on the road, and that is why I'm okay with, I believe that if someone does something wrong, they need to get, the military men need to come and beat them with the, uh, what's a rungu in English? I don't even know what the, the word for rungu is. The baton. <laughs> Me too, the yeah, baton. I think the baton, yeah. Yeah, so the people who, you, you don't even actually made this correlation, you said that the people, because they talk about how in Kenya there's people who believe that, oh, if a woman is dressed badly, she needs to be undressed. She needs to be like, uh, 
slut walked on the streets and and gets called all sorts of names and then there's another guy who's probably beating his wife because he believes that that's the only way she can understand what he's saying and these are people who have not realized that that stems from something yeah i remember that conversation yeah i remember that conversation i remember that conversation and i, I like that you've you you've brought that up as well um if those people can't recognize that as well, like that's far. Yeah, and that's the society we live in. Some people we interact with knowingly or unknowingly interacting with somebody who has certain views. Who, let me give you an example. The other day, I was talking t- to this um, person, and as I was talking to them, they seem very like they they struck me as someone who's very like um, liberal in their thinking. Mm-hmm. Right, so I was like, okay, cool. We seem to be have the same a good rapport, and mm-hmm. I, I as as always, like we always do, I go and do a quick search of social media to see what they're interacting yeah. with. So I go on their Twitter, and mm-hmm. I scroll and I scroll until like twenty nineteen. I'm just scrolling all the tweets just to see, and I see a tweet where the person types and says, um, "I believe in corporal punishment, and this is and this." And this is what I believe should happen in schools. It helped me very much. And that's why I'm a stand-up person in society today because the school I went to, you know, you do wrong, you get beaten for it. And that's what I believe in. And mm-hmm. so just that alone had me yeah. take a step back and think, there's somebody yeah. who could easily justify if, if let's say you were caught stealing a banana from a store and the cop beat you to a pulp till your neck broke. That person could justify that yeah doesn't matter the fact that you were hungry or that was you had you could didn't have enough coins for it and you just needed to eat something they don't care about that they're like yeah break the necks break the legs if you can as well it means shaman that even whatever institution this person came from yeah they not only managed to break him mm-hmm. they also managed to brainwash him true they they, they were successful in brainwashing him yeah. into that way of thinking and that's wow yeah this is somebody who you interact with who presents present in terms of like how presentation wise they present as a liberal but they have very archaic views on life and how life should be and how punishment should be meted out that's a very archaic view yeah that's i don't even know what to say that's sad yeah, that's absolutely that's absolutely sad. I I recognize that there's a lot of people that we interact with that are have, have still not unlocked certain things. And again, ding dong, it's not my job to save anyone. <laughs> True, really not my job to save anyone. Um, yeah. Unless they're my children. Um, which I'd pray for them. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have any yet, so I'm just gonna save myself. <laughs> and again, just you could try in solution wise is what well, I've interacted with people who had certain past as liberal minded people, mm-hmm. and then upon interacting with them further, they had certain views or mindsets that I didn't necessarily agree with or they just didn't seem like an opinion someone would with such with such with a liberal mind would share yeah true and i usually just try 
asking a lot of questions. So this person believes that corporal punishment helped them become yeah. a better person. Yeah, and so they were thankful to the institution. They were literally saying, I'm thankful to the school I went to too. You see how we're talking about how maybe you said you're not thankful about being your... In fact, for me, my highlight of being in that school was the fact that I interacted and I met people like you and Samson, people who are like my close. In fact, I feel like that school had so many good people who be, who became lifelong friends. I'm talking about like even people like Annabelle and Lisa, who I still interact with today, who I met, you know, at that school. We're going through hell, but you form such good friendships. Mm-hmm. And that was that for me. Doesn't mean I'm I'm grateful to have gone through that. I mean, to start, I had to go through that experience to get these friends. But hey, at least I came out with good friends. That's how I look at it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, but this other person is grateful for corporal punishment. That's what they got from that school. That's that's what they. That's the highlight of 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 that. I think it's just that's extreme. The way I'm, I look at it, that's just extreme brokenness. Yeah. And because corporal punishment is no one, no one, and this I know it's brokenness because the same person in a different conversation mm-hmm. would agree that no one should put their hands on on anyone yeah true in a different conversation they'd agree yeah that if it wasn't like school based or like even yeah if you catch them off guard and you're sharing a conversation because that this is a liberal minded person a different conversation they'd agree to be like you know what no one should put their hands on anyone Mm -hmm. so that alone makes me recognize that this is a, a person who's just been broken and something inside their head needs to be unlocked <laughs> um because it's it's giving brainwash it's it's like it's like it's very consistent with behaviors of people who've just left a cult yeah. it's like in a different conversation they know what's right and wrong but when it comes to this one particular one that correlates yeah they just can't they just can't cut it, it and that's consistent with people who are leaving cult, yeah, or recovering, or who are no longer part of. A, have you watched documentaries of people who are no longer part of cults because maybe the cult was dismantled due yeah. to extreme legal issues, and then but they still believe. Mm-hmm. Have you seen such things? Um, it's so consistent. Like they'll be in this new world, this new perception, a new free world, mm-hmm. and people would present. Um, arguments to them that they're learning and they'd agree with it. Be like, you know what? This is what is right. This is what, this is black and white. This is what is right. Mm -hmm. But then when it comes to this one particular topic, you you just can't. And it it would be just the slightest thing that correlates that they wouldn't be able to, I wish I had an example, but they wouldn't be able to correlate. That's what that person you're talking about is giving me. That's what that's what that's giving. Yeah, it was really shocking. It's, it's shocking to see what people's views on what they're grateful for. It's just like mind blowing to me. Yeah, I want to ask you how you practice gratitude today in your adulthood. Um, so to be honest, I've really struggled with like being grat- grateful for things because. Mm-hmm. Um, for the longest, I didn't think I there was anything to be grateful for. There's a time I remember. Time I, I remember you remember this time. Of course, you remember it. There's a time I called you and I was like, 
I just hate life. I don't even like how my life is. Mm-hmm. And you were like, okay, first, of course you understand me, but at the same time you're like, okay, girl, get up. Like, stop being in this, like, dark hole of, like, sadness. Yeah. yeah. So for the longest, because I was in that space, I used, used to be like a robot. I'd wake up, go do what I have to do, come home, be sad again. Yeah. Shower crying so I could get out of the the the, the house and go do what I have to do, then come home and take a shower again. And, cry. and it's like, that was my cycle. And so because of that, I never had a culture of practicing any types of gratitude until mm-hmm. when obviously you get into therapy and you start to decide to be better for yourself and to mm-hmm. you start to realize that you're made on purpose for a purpose. Mm-hmm. So I don't have too many tips, but what I like to do is I'm trying to incorporate gratitude as a lifestyle. So like when I wake up, I'm like, okay, I'm thankful to be awake, alive, right? Mm-hmm. Like breath of air. I'm, I'm thankful thankful to that thankful for that and um in my day-to-day as I sit down I'm like to do away with the negative self-talk I replace what would be a negative thought with gratitude like ah uh, let's say for example I'd wake up and I'd, I'm just like oh man now I have to go to work so early or I have to do this I'm like well I'm thankful I get to do this because it allows me to leave the house it allows me to get some sun on my skin or something like that. But a second thing I like to do, which I had been doing it all this while, even in my dark zone, I'd been doing it and not realizing that it's even a form of gratitude because for mm-hmm. me, I did interpret it as that, was mm-hmm. volunteering. So I've always yeah. uh-huh. I've always, I, I used to do the food during the pandemic. I used to do a food bank at church. I used to go help with a food bank and mm-hmm. you, you know, pack up the food and then you give it to people where they pull up with oh. cars. I used to, oh. And in you're doing that, you're interacting with people and they're telling you, thank you. And it, it's a good feeling to feel like you yeah. did something. Yes, yes, yes. It's a good feeling to be thanked. Yeah, yeah. Because when you you're thanked, you, it's, it's, yeah, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like you feel good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even if it's something as as mundane as handing over a shopping bag it's and someone says thanks to you, that's something. And yeah, and I think giving back to community allows me to be thankful for the things for the things that I may take for granted. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm at this food bank giving out this food. I have mm-hmm. food in my house. I have that because I have food in my house, I have the ability to have eaten a meal before I came here to hand over a meal to somebody who doesn't have a meal. And that for me is like, wow, that's insane. I'm grateful for this. And also it increases my well-being. Like just those interactions you have with these people. Just a smile. Literally, it, it, it's a wonder what someone smiling at you could do for you. Or someone having like, tears in their eyes and you, you're doing the most mundane thing ever handing over a shopping bag with with groceries in it yeah i like that i like that i like that and has this like do you think it's 100 percent? do you recommend it for other people to practice <laughs> i would definitely if you're because okay i think this ties into maybe my yours and my personalities because mm-hmm. we could be very giving so if you're a giver and you're struggling to find and most givers you're always giving 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 to people who maybe um without sounding too um argumentative about the whole giving thing but like you're giving to people who are around you you're giving to your circle you're giving to your friends you're giving to maybe the person you're in a relationship with these people actually deserve you to give right so you it's almost like it's a task you have to do yeah but when you're giving to people who they don't owe you anything anything you owe them anything that's yes. a different level of giving 
that's self that's that takes you to another level of selflessness and you get that back you always get that back yes. what you give is what you get and you always and for me the things that happen to me even in those interactions or even a few days after I have given my time and I come home tired and my feet hurt and whatever then two days from then something happens and you and I get I don't know that you get I've gotten cash gifts without even like looking for like just things happen you're like okay this has to be because I gave I did something good this is why it's coming back to me um so yeah I would recommend volunteering because if you're a giver it's as in and you're giving out of obligation it will be a different feeling to give out of selflessness to people who you don't know who you don't they don't owe you anything um but yeah what what do you in your life what practical tips or what things do you incorporate in your life to or what tips would you like to tell people to incorporate in their lives to to embrace gratitude yeah i definitely like the vol- the volunteering thing is is like 100 for me i find that if i'm struggling in a in even in, in, i'm in a place where i feel like I'm just unhappy with things I'm feeling unsatisfied and unhappy with the way things are in my life just going to a place where I can give myself mm. it just distracts me one and I just forget we were having a conversation with another friend of mine about how you always think that you have the biggest problem until True. you hear the next person's problem and then you're like eh, mine's not bad <laughs> i'm actually thankful for my problem yeah <laughs> um and even the people who have there's always someone that's the point of that conversation is that there's always someone who has it worse and it sounds bad to it sounds horrible to say it like that because it someone is thinking or oh, are you competing on who has a worse no <laughs> problem than than the other but it's it's just helps you put things into perspective yeah yeah put things in a, in a certain perspective and and you just like you know what it's it's not that bad whatever this is it's not that bad and then making the phrase thank you mm. common i like that in my in my speech mm. in the just saying it so many times over and over if at the shop if someone if I'm the cashier gives me change mm-hmm. thank you someone opens with thank just thanking giving oh. other people feeding other people gratitude yeah. thank you for being thankful to for how other people how think about that this is very spiritual but being thankful for how other people around me are serving me yeah yeah that's a good how people cuz um depression comes with sticking in the past yeah saying focus in the in the past say like stagnant in the past and things you inevitable you can't change and things that have already happened mm-hmm. and anxiety comes with being anxious about the future True. and <laughs> lots of those are two things you you can't you really you you just have to be focused on now like this very moment just now and when we think about a lot of many people's battles with gratitude is material that's true that's it's true. material and 
life is so I'm looking for a really nice way to put this without offending <laughs> any anyone. Life is so much more than a nice dress, mm. money, uh, a nice tailly, yeah, a new wallpaper. I don't know. Like it's just, it's so much more than that. Being able to focus on what's happening at the moment with not material things but with other people that you're interacting with mm. distracts you from your wants the things that you want and the things that you think you need at that very moment because at that moment is um it's you complaining to yourself mm-hmm. about things that you think you sh- you deserve but you don't have yet or you think you need but um whatever you believe in god or the universe is not giving that to you yeah but then flipping the coin and going like hmm how about what i'm giving to others true enough for them to gift enough for them enough for m- me to be able to return a thank you to them mm. So this is you flipping the coin instead of take 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 yeah give 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 except now you're giving you're not thankful you don't have any thankful in you but you're you don't have any thankful gratitude in yourself but you're giving it to others mm-hmm. and that is a practice that reminds you of how rich you still have yeah I don't know how to phrase it no it's still actually rich. coming off of her yeah you're still rich you still have it focus on now don't focus on the past don't focus sure. on what's going to happen mm-hmm. on what's going to come don't focus on what, what has already happened focus on now and the people around you and focus on what you have inside you which is you still have gratitude left yes. and to prove it to yourself that you still have it even though you think you have nothing to be thankful for is you giving it you give give the gratitude to others does that make sense okay don't, I don't people get it <laughs> because if you don't get it i've said it three different ways <laughs> <laughs> if you don't get it you're dumb at this point because i don't know how to help you i've even like abandoned i've abandoned some other idea i wanted to say because i was like <laughs> i don't want to make to strain someone's head <laughs> no no it's for sure yeah Oh, that's good. I think I especially your last point. That's that's something I need to like do more. Say thank you to people more. I think that's that's definitely could do it could switch your mind frame. It's like playing it tricks on your brain. Cuz that's one thing you don't you don't get anything from it. It's mm-hmm. that person that Do you know how good it feels when someone tells me thank you? Yeah. It's a it's a small high. It's a small I forget to be honest. But it's a small three second high mm-hmm. it could be when you excuse someone and someone says thank you when you open the door for them yeah the small things you do but it's like oh that person this small act of kindness that i've done that's irrelevant that person yeah. but i want to be the one who's slapping this thank you to people just be a thank you thank you get it get it yes everyone gets a thank you <laughs> thank you for being <laughs> who doesn't amazing. have one you deserve thank- one yeah 
<laughs> thank you for waking up and just choosing. You didn't have to hold. I'm using the example for holding the door because that's yeah. not coming. You didn't have to hold the door for me. Thank you. You didn't have to. I know you've had a long shift today. Uh, serving people mm-hmm. in your McDonald's shift and just thank you. I know um, even, I don't know, you, I don't know if you've done, you've done works of service before. I've done lots of student jobs where I was doing like, that's just in the yeah. service industry. Yeah. Um, I'm, even I'm cleaning. Mm-hmm. So if someone thanked me over there, just when I cleaned hours ago, um, not in a condescending way. I, I yeah. don't know that people who just make things sound condescending without them doing. <laughs> 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 someone just like gave me a thank you. Like I feel important. I yeah. I mattered. I was important in that that day when I felt worthless. I was important. So it is if I if I'm not getting if I feel like I don't have everything, I can still give other people something. Something. Yeah. You always have something to give. You always have something to give. And, and the fact that you have something for. to and the fact that you have something to give means you have something to be grateful for. You have something to be grateful for. You still have gratitude. Yeah. Left in you. I like that. So I think that's a, a great way to like end this. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, guys, go out there, give and be grateful. So thanks so much, Marianne, for joining me on this episode. I'm going to link Marianne's Spotify below. We need to get her more listeners because she's about to be famous. Woo. <laughs> and I'm follow me before having... I'm famous because yes. I won't be following back after that. <laughs> I'm joking. Hey, Beyonce. <laughs> so, so I'll also link her Instagram and all her other social media. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Home Going. And until next time, bye. Bye.